0: you're listening to transform your profits the podcast for accountants who want to build a more profitable successful and impactful accounting firm your host is reza huda a practice owner mentor and coach to accounting firm owners hello hello i hope you're doing well and i've a good start to the day i have uh Just come back from a few days in the Brecon Beacons in Wales, which is a stunning part of the world. First time we've uh, been there, but I thought it was a half-term week and took a few days out. Drove down there, and we like to be active when we go away, so we decided to climb up one of the peaks there. Called uh, Penny Fan. If you're uh, if you're an active walker, you'll probably come across it. We did Snowdon last year, and really enjoyed that. So we thought we'd uh, go back to another part of uh, Wales and climb up Penny Fan, and uh, it was a bit of a challenge, but uh, we got there. It was uh, yeah, it was a bit of a a grueling incline all the way up unlike uh snowden which was was also grueling but it was you had a you had a, a, a periods of respite in between where there was some flat levels and then some inclines and some steps which is a bit more variety involved in the snowden climb whereas the penny found one was literally just uphill all the way without uh without any break until you kind of got to the top and you think you've got to the top but actually that's just what the the bottom peak and you've actually then got to make your way across to the second peak which is where the actual peak real peak is where you get to take a selfie of uh of you with the uh with the marker which says you've reached the top 886 meters whatever it is to the top of the peak anyway that was good so just heading back into the office now for my session later on today which is all about how to attract the best talent retain your high performers and maximize everyone's potential that's a, a session for my members so I thought why not we we'll just quickly jump on to uh, the podcast and do a session for you just uh, a brief episode on uh, on a similar nature in terms of you know how do we attract the best talent how do we get the best out of our people because time and time again I hear it's a common challenge from you from people like you accountancy firm owners who say that Getting good people is a challenge, finding the right talent and then retaining high performers is a challenge. It's a big challenge coupled with how to attract new business. It is the top two challenges that I hear from accounting firm owners. So I thought I'd spend some time the next uh, sort of eight to ten minutes or so to uh, go through some of my thoughts and my learnings over the years in terms of the thinking the mindset shift that uh, i have had in terms of uh, you know my the way the way uh, uh, the 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 kind of the management style and the leadership style that i used to have compared to what i have now how that's changed and how you can take some practical takeaways from this session and start to implement it so you too can create that culture which does attract the best talent which retains your high performers which maximizes everyone's potential and clearly why do we want to do that why do we want to make sure that we are attracting the best people because we can't ha- cannot have a business a scalable business which i'm sure you want you want to have a business that gives you that time money and financial freedom that you desperately crave but well, we can't do that unless we find good people that we can hire that can help us to to manage everything that we need to do to take ownership to be accountable and to generate results to allow us to work on the business to do the things that we want to do to create that business which gives us the time and money freedom that we desperately crave so clearly a big topic and to start off with let me just take you back in time in terms of you know i've made many mistakes when it comes to hiring you know i've been hiring people since 2008 and i've uh, I was trying to think how many people have I hired and sacked or have left over the years uh, compared to how many have stayed. Now it's probably in the region of, I think, I've, it's probably 10 to 15 people that I have hired that are no longer with us. And the ones that are with us now, there are, I mean, there are two people that are there that have always been there. I mean, they were there when I bought the practice, Tracy and Rakesh, and they are still there now. So. um, something was done right by my uh, my predecessors my father-in-law who set out the practice and those two are kind of the backbone of the practice they are still there. I mean that brings with it some challenges in itself in terms of having people who have been there for so long and the, the culture that that creates for new people coming in and that has also been a factor in terms of when we've recruited new people and if they haven't got along with you know Tracy and Rakesh then uh, <laughs> then they haven't lasted very long so that's something I've had to navigate and actually realize that that's an issue and had to kind of then deal with that in itself but also more importantly in terms of you know my expectations of of management of leadership of how to treat people to get the best out of them and, you know, one of the bigger mistakes that I that I made was uh, you know, thinking that um that uh, that you know, I used to have, you know, lots of rules. And that's why I've named this episode Have Few Rules but High Standards and it's a quote that I got from the book The Gifted Boss by Dale Dalton, I think it was. But uh no, it's quite quite an old book, but some of the lessons in there were, you know, kind of a timeless. So have few rules but high standards and that is now present in the current culture that we have you know we operate a, a results only work environment so my people can work when where and how they want as long as the work gets done we don't have any rules around you know what you can wear what you can't wear when you can come in you know how to take holiday when to take holiday Everyone has kind of, they have free reign almost, to do as they please, as long as the work gets done. So clearly we have to be clear on what the work is, and we have to hold them accountable to it, and if all the work is getting done, then they have free reign are completely autonomous and independent to do. What they please. And that has been a key factor, a driving factor in us being able to retain our high performance over the last few years. So since we adopted Ro in 2018, I believe, and we are now in 2022, the last sort of four, four and a half years, we haven't had anybody leave that we didn't want to leave. We've had, I had to exit two people just before we went row because they weren't a right fit and I'd just put it off for too long and I knew going row I had to make some tough decisions to get rid of two people that were not a good culture fit. So they went by the wayside. We had another person that left about so that we had to performance uh, relay out because they were just not, were not performing. but that was through us pushing them out in the last uh, year or so, but apart from that, uh, in the last four or five years, nobody else has left that we didn't want to leave, Uh, and I'm so grateful for my team now, you know, they they literally manage the whole practice, I do not have to be there this week, I haven't had any, anything to do in the practice at all. My time is 100% focused on, on my accounting a firm, owner, audience, on you, on creating content for you, on con- creating content for my members, delivering sessions for my members, having coaching calls with my uh, mastermind, high-level group members. That is what the majority of my time is spent doing. I spend very little time on the practice now, apart from the marketing side of things, which I still like to get involved with because I enjoy it, uh, and having, you know, uh, uh, calls with um, with prospective clients as well. Not all of them now because a lot of clients, that are new clients that are referred in by existing clients, they go straight to the client managers and they will have those prospect meetings rather than me. I only deal with the ones which come in cold off the back of marketing campaigns that we're running. So we're running a campaign at the moment for the Capture Accounting brand for content creators and influencers and uh, because I'm kind of trying and testing new things, I like to uh, and I want to get to know them on a uh, you know, in uh, uh, in uh, you know in in depth, because you know that's what marketing is all about. is really getting to understand your customer, getting to know what keeps them awake at night, what are the challenges, why is it they got in touch with us, what were their pain points, because I can then use that in the marketing to attract more of them. So that's why I still want to maintain a connection with those prospects coming in from uh, that uh, campaign side of things. But anyway, we digress. So we're talking about you know culture and attracting the best talent. So let me just leave you with a few thoughts. Few rules but high standards. And when you get that right, then you really can build a team that takes ownership away from you. People don't want to be micromanaged. People don't need supervision. What they need is clear direction and then being held accountable to results because when you take time out of the equation then the only thing left to measure people on is results i always go to this of this in the past where you know people used to come late and you know i would call them up on it and we had this culture of you know we all in workplaces i mean now less so because of the pandemic it's changed you know it's accelerated people's thinking in terms of how work happens but Many firms still have this outlook and culture that, you know, you have to be there by nine o'clock and if someone is late then they're frowned upon and judgments are made around how we spend our time. It shouldn't matter how we spend our time. The only thing that should matter is that we generate results. The only judgments that should be made are, is this person performing or not? Just because someone, you know, has to, you know, they've got, if they've got children and they need to take time out to to attend to a sick child or to, you know, go to a nativity play or to go to, um, uh, you know, pick the kids up from school, that should not be something that they are judged upon. The only thing that they should be judged upon is whether it generate results. And, uh, you know, too often we have this uh, culture in many, many businesses, many firms, not not just limited to accounting firms, that, you know, these judgments about time happen uh, you know, seemingly unknowingly, in uh, in many businesses, that you know the comments are made. Oh, you know, I wish I was a smoker so I could spend, you know, I could have a a fag break every, you know, every hour on the hour, or you know, I wish I had kids so I could, you know, uh, leave early to go uh, to to go and attend what uh, people kids, uh, you know, do, or you know, all these judgments are being made about how people spend their time, and you get rid of all of that when you focus on the results. So that's the first point. You know, get rid of this notion that time spent matters, because it doesn't. The only time that time spent matters is in prison. Okay? It doesn't matter how people spend their time. What matters is what they get done in that time. So be very clear. Because what attracts people, and surveys have clearly shown that it's not what motivates people is not money. What motivates people is the ability to have that self-direction. Just like you and me, we we love the fact that we can control how we spend our time. We left corporate, we left our previous employment because we didn't like to be told what to do. And nobody does really like to be told what to do. So the more self-direction you can give your employees with the guidance, with the coaching, with the tools, with the processes, with the systems, to be able to do their job easy, easily and get that satisfaction from delivering something of value to clients, then, the more uh, you know they will the more enjoy their job the more they enjoy the job the more motivated they'll be the more they feel that they're making a difference the the more they'll fill their bucket and they'll uh, you know they'll stay with you and they'll do their best work so we have to have the give employees the benefit of the doubt that they are going to do their best and we create that culture and their environment for them to be able to thrive and prosper that should be our goal to create that culture of high performance of supporting everybody of working as a team of pulling together of giving everyone the benefit of the doubt because our team members they don't they themselves have when you have good team members they will show those high standards to others, and they will not like anyone underperforming. So when you have that environment where people are only measured on results, then it lifts everybody's game, because no one can hide now. No one can just come into the office from 9 to 5 and leave and thinking, oh yeah, I've done my job, I've clocked my seven and a half, eight hours on a timesheet, I'm fine. No, you're not fine, because you could have just spent, you know, half of that time browsing the internet, doing your online shopping, going on Facebook, has anything effective been done during that time or not, that's the only thing that should matter. So take time out of the equation, focus solely on results, and then the true high performers will start to emerge, and the true low performers will start to emerge too. And you'll separate the wheat from the chaff, and you'll be able to easily see which ones need performance chat, which ones need to be exited, and which ones do really deserve the praise and deserve your... Um, uh, your acknowledgement uh, because of their contributions to the practice. So I'm nearly at the office now, so I'm going to have to uh, pen off very shortly. Uh, what else can I leave you with? So it's it's going back to those uh, three things that drive employee motivation: autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Give them self-direction. Get them doing something they enjoy that's within their zone of genius, and show them uh, where, how, what effect their work is having. On, uh, on something that is much bigger than them. Now there is a there is a big P purpose and there is a little P purpose. The big P purpose is all about you know the impact you're having in the world, about how you're changing lives, your clients' lives, etc. But if you can't, you know, appreciate maybe some junior members of uh, of your team, which maybe don't have client contact, how can you, how can you demonstrate to them that what they are doing has purpose? And this is what I call little P purpose, where. Their little B purpose is about every team member knowing, every employee of yours, knowing and appreciating that what they are doing is having a positive contribution to someone in some way, shape or form. And that someone can be you, that someone can be another team member, or that someone could be a client. No matter who it is, the fact that the employee needs to know that what they are doing has a positive contribution on somebody else. And that in itself brings them joy, brings them satisfaction, gives them that, uh, that uh, uh, you know, the, the, the motivation really, that what they are doing matters. So communicate that, you know, acknowledge your employees, praise your employees, I'm guilty of this, I don't praise my team enough, they're, they're fantastic, they're great, I probably praise them more on this podcast than I do in person, so it's something I know I need to work It's one of my uh, weaknesses, but I'm not praising my team enough for actually. Uh, you know, handling everything that they do, um, you know, I have very, 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 <laughs> very high standards, um, and I'm never happy, you know, I'm constantly driving and pushing them to, you know, try new things and do new things, and, you know, we've been through, been through change management, and I'll probably uh, talk about that in another episode, but, you know, I do also need to take time out and actually appreciate them for everything that they do, because they are truly fantastic and phenomenal, and without them, I would not be able to to be on this podcast talking to you, because the the firm, takes care of itself it's ticking clients are kept happy and i don't need to get involved too much so hopefully that's giving some food for thought in terms of changing management style if you haven't already and uh you know being a, being a leader in the sense that you know give have few rules but have high standards and I'll, and I'll leave you with that thought and catch you on the next episode have a great day rest of the week and i'll speak to you very soon take care and bye for now thank you for listening